Come be a part of Doc Holliday's Rock Splitting Politics with your host, Dr. Ed Holliday. Hear the voices of liberty speaking all across America. Doc Holliday provides thought-provoking interviews and commentary about the issues and actions that are afflicting this country and what we need to do to get America back on track. Get fired up. Get inspired. Get on board with Doc Holliday's Rock Splitting Politics right now. sound of rock cracking you've got doc holiday's rock splitting politics right here on webtalkradio.net i'm your host dr ed holiday we're glad to have you and last week for all you star wars fans we had may 4th we all said may the 4th be with you so (laughs) a little bit late but may the 4th be with you and did you know uh last week that may 4th was also the national day of prayer i hope you spent some time in prayer because our nation needs it if you didn't spend time in prayer uh, spend some time this week praying for our nation praying and and believing that the, the good lord has some good things ahead for america and it'll take some honesty and transparency from what we're getting today and talk about honesty and transparency we're going to talk about this week's show something we've not mentioned before that uh that i know of on doc holiday's rock splitting politics we're looking into disney world or disney versus governor ron desantis and we all know ron desantis could be heading into the republican presidential primary hasn't yet not as uh not as when we're doing the show and many of our longtime listeners and longtime listeners may remember i interviewed uh now governor ron desantis before he, when he was private citizen ron desantis back during the tea party days we had him on our uh broadcast uh, exclusive interview and and he was running for congress then and uh, we may pull out some of that interview. He hasn't changed a lot, but he's grown a lot. He's matured in being a leader. And can he run the free world? Uh, well, American Republican primary voters will have to decide. And we're not pitching one candidate or other right now. But we are saying Donald Trump has competition. We've talked to some of that. And what we want to do today is look at Disney World. Uh, Well, Disney itself, the company Disney, versus Governor Ron DeSantis. But the big talk is Disney World. 43 square miles that's been like its private kingdom within the state of Florida. And had these special rules or special laws written just for them uh, so that they could control things in the state of Florida wouldn't would stay out of their business and (laughs) but there's been a spat and we're going to talk about that and i think it goes for some great um just great debate and discussing what things can happen out of this and what does it mean for ron desantis is he getting muddied is he muddy in the water is he is he going way overboard Uh, but uh i found a 
discussion on Forbes, uh, a discussion between uh, their reporter, Brittany Lewis, with a writer, uh, sometimes contributor to Forbes uh, magazine, Caroline Reed, and, and she's a Disney expert, has lived there, uh, I think, said over the past 20 years. She spent a whole year, uh, basically, to add it all up at, in Disney property. So a very, uh, a very great perspective helped me to understand some things that are jockeying around and even the fact that the the consumers who want to go and travel to disney world may be getting some breaks and that's what does that mean and how does that happen well you gotta stay on and listen to the show and so we'll be bringing uh some of that interview and helping you to understand some of the things that are going on in this disney versus governor ron desantis uh fight now, before we do, let's first, I want to tell you about, uh, there's so much news out there, but one of the things that really, you know, it's just, it's not a bombshell because we all know it, but it's glad to see an email coming out in October 2020, just days before what happened in uh, November 2020. Well, they say President Biden uh, got more votes than Donald J. Trump, but one of the big parts that kept uh, what should have been an October surprise is the Hunter Biden laptop with news about Biden that could have been backed up. I think Tucker Carlson did, you know, open up the fact that there's a Chinese uh, connection and the laptop would have backed that up. But what happened just days before the election, 51 former intelligence intelligence officials signed and published a letter and it it said that the hunter's laptop was was nothing more and it, they said it had all the classic earmarks of a russian information operation and they every one of them had to know that was such a lie and even then our national security director uh, john uh, ratcliffe and uh, the former congressman from texas he was serving as the national, uh, our national security director then, and he said that they they know it was an authentic laptop, but these intelligence officials ignored what our national security director said because evidently they had more intelligence than the national security director at the time, and they didn't have access to the laptop. He did, and now. And, and they came out and, and just uh, just blatantly lied and knowing they were lying. And now there's an email that reveals that the former CIA director, uh, Mike Morrell, pleading with uh, John Brennan, who was uh, the CIA director also under Obama, to sign his name to Spies Who Lied, <laughs> an intel letter claiming that Hunter Biden laptop story was Russian disinformation. And they said, you need to do this so you can give Biden a talking point to push back on Trump during the debates uh, because they had a final debate. Uh, I remember listening to that debate. I happened to be in Washington, D.C. on the, uh, on the uh, th uh, last debate. And, and that's what uh, 
Biden then just brushed everything off about Hunter Biden and said it was Russian disinformation because he had the backing of the 51 former intelligence officers and they all knew it was a lie so they could win an election for power over truth. It was it was very, very much a, a, a way to cheat and a way to lie. And they knew nobody would give me back. You know, Twitter followed them. Uh, Facebook followed them. Nobody, they cut the stories out and gave. And then the FBI, you know, was influencing Twitter and Facebook and Google and all these social media companies. And it was, it was government interference in a national election. And it's a shame. But that happened. That happened. And... And that email came out last week, finding out they found the email last week. What can be done? Well, they they did it. Everybody's going to get away with it. I mean, there's nothing you do. They, they hurt America, and they influenced a national election. We had government officials and former government officials acting together to influence an election. It's distasteful, and it's it's just, it worked. It absolutely worked. I'm ashamed to say the media, uh, they influenced the election and knew what they were doing, along with these uh, former spies. They call them the spies who lie. <laughs> That's what the New York Post called them. 51 of them. 51 of them. Okay, we're not going to dwell on that because we have got to talk about Disney versus uh, Governor Ron DeSantis. Of course, he's the governor of Florida. And what could it mean? What could it mean? Uh, this fight that will hurt Governor DeSantis. Will everybody go, oh no, that's Governor DeSantis, DeSantis versus Disney. He's fighting against Disney, and that's not good because Disney is for families, right? Well, <laughs> it all goes back to, well, let me, uh, let me let you listen to this clip from Forbes, and, and this is, uh, like I said, it's uh, Brittany Lewis interviewing Caroline Reed and just take a listen. Hi, everybody. I'm Brittany Lewis, a breaking news reporter here at Forbes. Joining me now is Forbes contributor Caroline Reed. Caroline, thank you for coming on. It's great to, to be on, but thank you very much, Brittany, for having me. I'm excited to talk to you about this. I know you wrote for Forbes that you are a Disney expert. You've stayed at the resort for more than a year over the past 20 years. So I'm excited to get your insight on this. And board members of the special district that oversees Walt Disney World, who were appointed by Florida Governor Ron DeSantis, sued Disney in state court on Monday. And this comes less than a week after Disney sued DeSantis and the board. So can you get us up to to speed where we are in the fight against Ron DeSantis versus Disney. Yeah, I mean, this is completely unprecedented in the history of Walt Disney World. Um, for years, Disney and the government of Florida always had a very good relationship. Uh, what happened when Walt Disney World was set up is they were given special privileges to um, control their own um, local uh, governance uh, without um, interference from um, other elected bodies. Uh, they could do their own inspections. They had control over planning permission. Um, what happened um, last year is um, the beginning of this year 
is uh, with the so-called Don't Say Gay bill coming in in Florida. Um, Disney originally um, were neutral on that. Then under pressure from their staff, um, Disney then switched and came out against it. Um, Ron DeSantis wasn't very happy about that. And uh, he um, decided to uh, withdraw the special privileges that Disney had had to have basically its own little kingdom in the middle of Florida. Um, now things have got particularly nasty between them. Um, Ron DeSantis threatened to build uh, something uh, to, to he he took control of the um, the local uh, Disney's own local governing body, and he threatened to uh, give planning permission for all variety of things, from a rival amusement park to a prison on the land adjacent to Walt Disney World. Um, Disney sued him um, for um, attacking their freedom of speech, and now um, it looks like he's countersuing. So um, it's been a busy few last few weeks um, in Florida for Disney. And who is the winner in this fight when you're just looking at Governor Ron DeSantis and Disney? Because both are really entrenched in this battle that it seems like it's a losing side for both. And uh, Florida Governor Ron DeSantis did emerge as a face of the GOP after the midterms in November. But now, and he, a potential presidential candidate, I know he didn't announce his run yet, but even people that are in the GOP are coming out against him for this. Yeah, I, I mean, from a UK point of view, I'm obviously not an expert in American politics, but um, to me, it, it looks like DeSantis is actually making big gains for this. I, I think the Republican voters um, are happy with any kind of anti-woke stance. Um, I, I think uh, that he, he's, he's getting a lot of publicity for this, which is obviously something that you need um, if you're run, uh, potentially running for president. Uh, I mean, for for example, Ron DeSantis is someone who has ha hardly ever been covered in, in UK newspapers before, and suddenly you have big story with Disney, and uh, he, he's getting press all over the world. It's, uh, I mean, in in, ter in terms of raising his profile, uh, I, I I can't see that he's he's going to stop doing this because um, it, it's it's just giving him so much the publicity that he needs to run for president. That's really interesting, your point of this is raising his international profile because the contenders already in the race. They know that in in the presidential race, the GOP version at least, or the GOP side at least, Donald Trump is number one, and then pulling behind him is Ron DeSantis. So obviously everyone in the GOP lane has been chomping at the bit to come at him, calling him not a conservative for his actions against Disney, I just have to jump in, and that's the part I don't think the American people are really understanding. I, I didn't understand it until I listened to this interview between Brittany Lewis and Caroline Reed. This international coverage of Ron DeSantis, he wasn't there. It's hard to get in international news consistently and get a name out. He'd had his name out. People around the world had heard it. But now look at him versus Nikki Haley. Uh, versus Tim Scott, versus uh, uh, whoever the 
governor Ar- former governor of Arkansas is. We know it's not Huckabee. We know it's not Bill Clinton, but I can't even think of his name. That's why I don't think he's going to do much in the Republican primary. But anyway, he is running, and but they can't get their names out in the international news. They can't. But Ron DeSantis is getting his name out because he's in this battle against Disney. Now, does Ron DeSantis win or lose? What when you get your name in the international sphere of things, it's very important. And and, and DeSantis has made I think a trip to Israel. He's doing other things, so he's propping up his international look. And it's hard for any candidate running for president to do that. But you know, the president of the United States, if you're going to be president, you've got to have an international. Uh, appeal and you got to have an international knowledge and so Ron DeSantis is really whichever way this uh, fight goes he's already getting an international news so that's a plus for the campaign of Ron DeSantis now uh, we're going to listen to some more on tape and the important part is how how will this battle between Ron DeSantis and you, the consumer, and Disney World, what what could be done there? And again, that's 43 square miles of Disney World. And and we're going to uh, let um, let you hear some more of the interview. But let me remind you, you're listening to Doc Holliday's Rock Splitting Politics, and you're listening to us right here on webtalkradio.net. We're talking about Ron DeSantis versus Disney, the big company, and, and the governor that may run for president a lot going on here we're talking about it but we're about to talk about how it can affect you the consumer hey i might even go there in fact uh i may plan to do a, a special on site of what is what it could be the disney uh disney, disney profits if uh, desantis does a few things that we'll uh let you hear about in the interview coming up now but let me remind you, I do have a new novel out, and you can go to hatchybooks.com and order yours. That's H-A-T-C-H-I-E books.com, and it's called Hatchy Keeper of the Secret. It's about a, uh, a, a college student helping his grandfather out in the woods, and they find a Chickasaw Indian secret that turns things back even to solomon's time king solomon's temple so a lot going on it's a series so they don't get everything solved in this first book but you get introduced to the characters and i can tell you the second book is is, um, in front of the second line of uh, the first line of editors are going through the second line's going through and hopefully we'll have it out ready for you this fall so for those who have read the book and sent in comments i appreciate it thank you uh appreciate uh, all the comments if you haven't got your book and i know a lot of you haven't yet but i have seen we're getting shipped different states now Uh, we haven't made it in all 50 states so wherever you are well i'll tell you we're we're in tennessee and mississippi and florida and uh there's texas uh, uh i believe pennsylvania uh, anyway, we're, we're slow, slowly getting around. We kicked off the book, and we got an ebook coming up very soon. It'll be better and easier 
the, especially people outside the country. We can't ship outside the country, but the ebook will make that very uh, quickly to, to get out to people around the globe. So uh, go to hatchybooks.com and get your copy of the new novel, <laughs> Hatchy Keeper of the Secret. And, uh, we, and for those who are international, our international listeners, again, thank you for listening, Doc Holliday's Rock Splitting Politics. And you'll be able to get the ebook hopefully. Uh, soon we'll keep you uh, up to date on that now we're getting back to this interview between uh, Brittany Lewis and, and Caroline Reed and find out how it might affect you as a consumer if you plan to go to Disney World with your family how this uh, spat between Governor Ron DeSantis and Disney World let's take a listen and I got a few uh, comments to close with but you, in your piece for Forbes, said there is one true winner of this fight that could emerge, and it's the visitors of Disney World. Can you explain why? But there are things that he could he can do which could increase visitor numbers while hitting Disney's share of the market. For example, um, anyone who's ever been to Disney World knows that uh, it, it's very insular. It's very difficult to get to outside shopping centers or um restaurants unless you have a car and even if you have a car you may not want to drive may not want to go on the many toll roads that they have around there um so it's it's always much more convenient to stay on site at Walt Disney World it's uh, I think 43 square miles it's huge um so um Disney's always had this lockout but uh, the problem with that is that the prices are expensive and they're getting even more expensive prices have just been skyrocketing at these Disney theme parks over the last few years um uh, uh, in terms of tickets food hotels everything uh, so um but there's always been a situation where um uh, where it, it's not just for food if you if you want to buy deodorant if you want to buy toothpaste you have to go to the Disney hotel shops and they're, they're ridiculous. They're, the prices for just normal toiletries are probably three or four times what you would pay in a supermarket. Um, so um, so what one of the ways out that Ron DeSantis might consider looking at would be to build, say, a big shopping mall as close to Walt Disney World as the powers that he's now got would allow him to. Um, Dis uh, Disney's, uh, Disney's powers to object are now reduced, and all, uh, and this will be something that will be a big, big benefit for uh, particularly for families staying there, uh, but for anyone who who is visiting, if, if they could access a big supermarket, a Walmart, or something, uh, access um, just clothing shops where he, if, if they could get their swimsuit, they could get a swimsuit for say ten or fifteen dollars rather than spending 30 or $40 like you would at, at one of the Disney water parks. So it, it, this is something that would be a big boost to visitors without actually reducing the visitor numbers, which is, uh, is something, um, something that, say, a prison would do. And something like, a, I mean, people have said he could build an amusement park, but Part of the problem with the amusement park is that people who visit there are also likely to visit Disney. So again, it's increasing Disney's revenues. But if he wants to hit Disney without hurting Florida, I think something like a mega mall would really be the way forward. 
In your piece, you pointed out an interesting fact that a burger in the park is three times the price of a burger at McDonald's. I mean, it's getting to the point where this is just really unattainable for the average American to go on a vacation there. So essentially, let's say that there is a mall built right next to Disney. Would that force Disney's hand to be more competitive when it comes to pricing? I think they would have to be because... Um... Uh, they would have to find the balance because the moment their um, attendance area, they have an area, for example, called Disney Springs, which is full of shops and restaurants. So the moment that uh, it is, it's not ticketed access, so anyone can go there. Uh, so the moment that uh, visitor numbers at Disney Springs started to drop, they would have to reduce their prices to compete with a new shopping area. And the the, the prices are as as you said. I think I think um, the um, lower end burger place at Disney Springs is a uh, establishment called Deluxe Burger. The burgers there um, are ten ninety nine dollars um, without uh, uh, no fries, no drink. Um, McDonald's burger, obviously, you can get for a third of that. And the nearest McDonald's is way uh, off-site just on the edge of Walt Disney World um, it's not easy to access uh, I went there once and they've run out of burgers so it, it's a bit of a bit of an odd McDonald's but um, it, it's certainly not easy to access it's not even easy to find so it, it's it, it the, the idea that people could uh, visitors to Disney would have an option particularly if they're a big family, say three or four kids, to go somewhere where they don't have to spend so much money. Well, I, I, th I think that would be a big boost for guests. As you pointed out, Disney World in Florida is pretty isolated in its area, and that's not really the case in Anaheim for Disneyland. Can you explain the difference there and what's the competition back in California? Now, that was a good question that Brittany just asked, and, and, and we're going to let... Um... Caroline, speak to that because I've been to Anaheim uh, Disneyland and I've been to Walt Disney World. I've been to Walt Disney World a lot more times than Disneyland in Anaheim, California. But th there's some big differences. Of course, the reason Walt Disney secretly started buying land in Florida was because he had this dream where he could build more than just the Magic Kingdom. He could build something called Epcot he could build and then it expanded the Animal Kingdom and and the different um, all the different parks that are at Walt Disney World like I said it's 43 square miles and and the thing about it as you've heard the uh, comments with uh, on the interview between Caroline Reed and Brittany Lewis Ron DeSantis he can go in there and and the board where, where Disney World controlled all this property now they kept people from building they kept they've kept malls away McDonald's away and they have exclusive you they don't have any competition and the prices if you've ever been there you know it's outrageous the food prices it's outrageous for the souvenirs and for any kind of clothes but what if Ron DeSantis built a big shopping mall right across, right next to Disney World? And like she was saying, if, if you leave a toothpaste and all these little things, you 
could you run to Walmart, but no, Disney World has them. It's just three times what you'd pay at a, a discount store. And so would that cut into Disney profits? Uh, yes, it would. And and it, there'd be more competition there. And that's what Ron DeSantis can do. Like I said, you don't want to hurt the number of people coming into Florida because Florida depends on tourists. That's why they don't have a state income tax. They want the people from out of state to come in and pay enough taxes so they don't have to tax their citizens with income tax. And that's what happens. And so that, but so Ron DeSantis wants more visitors to Florida, spend more money, yes. But if he puts a shopping mall or puts competition right next to Disney World, then all of a sudden, uh, Disney will have to, what? They'll have to bring their prices down and their profit margin will go down of the income that comes in to Disney World. So you can see what's going on and you may be the winner <laughs> if, you, if you're a consumer and, and go down there and you got to buy the park tickets and you got to eat there. But what if you uh, could eat right next to Disney World where there's uh, uh, maybe a new McDonald's that comes up? Or a shopping mall that has uh, different places to eat and different places to buy swimsuits or buy buy your t-shirts and your souvenirs right next door. What about? Don't you think there'd be some very close type souvenirs? Now, <laughs> just saying that's what. And again, you heard at the first interview, uh, Disney was going to stay neutral on this whole thing, but the employees at Disney World some forced the issue forced disney to make this decision and they call it you know they they call it the don't say or gay or whatever it was none of that that was never it's just saying we won't talk about this at certain ages but the media played up to it because who's in the media walt disney world owns a lot of media <laughs> walt disney the company does and so that's what started this disney started it and you can't blame it on Governor Ron DeSantis. And yet, uh, Disney has had privilege for all these years. And then some of that privilege may be taken away now. And it's propelling Ron DeSantis' name, not only in America, but around the world. So, uh, one thing they were, uh, last question, and let them talk. Uh, between uh, Brittany Lewis and Caroline Reed was what's the difference between Disneyland and Disney World? I mentioned that some, but I'll, I'll let them finish up the conversation and then I'll have a, a parting word to say. Thank you for listening. Yes, I mean, in, in, Cal in California, um, when you come out of um, the main gate in Anaheim, there's a McDonald's directly opposite. There's an IHOP. Um, there are... Um, there are some small motel type hotels. There's one, for example, called the, the uh, called the Alpine Hotel, which again is about a third of the price of the Disney hotels. Um, there's one in the shape of a castle, but these are these are not Disney level theming. These are very like kitsch type themed motels. Um, uh, for example, if you need any toiletries, you can easily um, walk to a Walgreens or something. So um it, it it's it's a very different picture there and i i, th I think you you find uh, for example there are only three hotels on site 
in Anaheim uh, free Disney hotels because people have got so many other options that they can just reach within walking distance. And uh, I remember when I stayed at uh, uh, Anaheim and uh, Disneyland, we stayed at a very uh, economical hotel and and we walked just walked right over to Disneyland. And they are economic hotels because it was built at a different time and there's not enough room for Disney to control it all. So the amount of money they made out, make out of Walt Disney World is so much more than Disneyland because they control access and they, have, of course, have more room, more parks. But our hotels, they can jack up prices because they don't have competition or the places they eat, and they want people to stay in the park and not really get out and go into Orlando. They want people to stay in the park and buy Disney products, Disney things, Disney food, Disney drinks, Disney entertainment. And so, yes, this could have a big effect on the, uh, for the shareholders of Disney. And uh, maybe, maybe uh, somebody will talk some sense into the Disney executives now. Who knows? But we do know this has been a very interesting show and helped me better understand. I hope it's helped you understand. And may, maybe you want to give this link to your friends and tell them about Doc Holliday's rock split and politics and how you can better understand Ron DeSantis versus Disney. Tell them to go listen to Doc Holliday's rock split and politics. And I'll see you next week for some more rock split and politics. Thanks for joining us today, and remember to listen again next week for another edition of Doc Holliday's Rock Splitting Politics. You can order Ed's new book, Bedrock Truths, by clicking on the book cover right in front of you on the screen, or visit DocHolliday.org. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you again next week.